on SEN Plus. Welcome to The Breakfast Stable. At four past seven, good morning, Jack. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Melbourne. My name's Jack Muller. This is The Breakfast Stable. I'm here with my stable mates. And what are we? It's the Barty Party this morning. Yeah. Oh, how fantastic. Yay. Go, Ash. Um, oh, yes, I'm here with my gorgeous friends, Catherine Savazio. Good morning to you, hun. Good morning, Jack. Lovely to be back in the studio. <laughs> good morning to Pete Hilkey. Well, good morning, lovelies. How are we? <laughs> Helen Isa, how are good you, darling? Good morning. Got a little husky voice this morning. Mm, you're always a bit Sorry. husky. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank Ciccone's back in the studio as well. Good Captain morning, honey. Jack, how are you? Good, darling. Captain Jack, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, we're pretty excited this morning because here we have our first uh, female you know, Grand Slam winner in quite some time in Ash Buddy. She's done an amazing job and she did it really well, didn't she? Against, let's let's get the pronunciation right, Marketa Vondrasova. Vondrasova. Well done, Jack. You've done so well, my friend. 6163. Yeah, incredible. 46 years since the last winner, Aussie female winner. No, not 46 years. 1973. No, 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 it didn't. Didn't I hear 2011? The last Grand Slam female winner was Sam Stoza, the US Open? But is this French? French. Oh, French French Open. French, French. sorry. We speak about the French. Oh, we speak about (laughs) the French. Oh, yes, mate. Come on. Get with the French (laughs) now. I'll just go back in my corner. (laughs) (laughs) So she's now the world number two. Yes. Mm. How cool is that? Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. So they were saying that uh, 2016 she was ranked 260 something. 312. 312. There you go. So amazing. Three years Mm. it took her. Mm. Well, probably many, many years prior to that, but Mm. from Mm. that ranking, Mm. amazing. Yeah. Good on her. So there's a lesson here for all the kiddies out there. (laughs) It's about persistence. This is Uncle Pete saying it's all about persistence today. So keep going for your dreams and Uh. persist and you'll get there. It may take years, but you will get there. Uh, and also, can't forget, Dylan Alcott won the I wheelchair final. Oh, yes, yes. He did. Yes. So well done. Well done, Dylan. That's amazing. I love him in those ANZ commercials. He's I know. It's so funny. He's a legend. Cool He's a dude. So, yeah, we've had a couple of big wins overnight, the Aussies. Well done. So, it's nice. We get to see. This is the good thing. The one good thing about being up this early on a Sunday morning is we get to be the first people to brag about this stuff. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Go with me, people. Everyone. Yes. Yes. We're in your corner, Jack. <laughs> Captain Jack. So, anyway, great news there for Ash Barty. Congratulations. She's going to, yeah, she's definitely going to be having her own Barty party over the next few days, no doubt. Um, the other thing we have to cover off this morning is um, cricket. ICC, World Cup still going. Well, I'll tell you what, did you mm. see overnight? England, thank you very much for coming. Posted six for 386. Mm. Don't scratch your knuckles on the floor on that one. Mm. Bangladesh only yes. scored 280 on that. Yeah, so I'll tell you what, runs. that is not too bad at all. Yep. Afghanistan, 172. But New Zealand, they don't take much to wipe them off the floor, really. No, no. no. New Zealand are doing really well. And the other day we had um, uh, Australia beat the West Indies on Thursday. But did you see the ball... I think the one that got uh, Chris Gale out was a no ball. It was a no ball by a foot, and I'm not kidding. When they actually did the replay mm. back, his foot was over that front line by a whole foot after they did the replay, and he gave him out. Because they did, um, there was three score reviews against the West Indies. That were, you know, 
So the West Indies won those reviews. Mm. So they didn't go out and eventually got out on a no ball. Ooh, controversial. Playing with fire, people playing with fire. <laughs> Stay with us, Helen. <laughs> she, she, She's still waking up. <laughs> Helen, the big cricket head that you are. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love my cricket. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, Nathan Coulton-Ole did an amazing job of... Uh, he he ended up being man of the match and uh, scoring 92 balls... Oh, sorry, 92 runs off 60 balls, which was amazing. So he did really well. Steve Smith backed him up um, on 73 and... Um, Mitch Stark had great bowling figures as well, um, which was uh, Mitch Stark. He was, I think, four for 45 or something like that, his, his bowling figures. So it did really well against the West Indies. Yeah, I mean, if you actually look at the uh, the table at the moment, New Zealand are on top on six points. Now, they've won three out of three, which is mm. absolutely awesome. They're in great form. Mm. England, they have had the one loss. Of, of course, the Aussies have won two out of two. Mm. I tell you what, though, I really the the West Indies are actually really impressing me because their bowling attack is starting to look like the bowlers of old, yes. of the, the good old yes. Joel Garner. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, yes. and those guys were ripping. Yes. You know, I agree. I, I think it's, yeah, they're, they're yeah. turning it around. Oh. Weren't they a powerhouse in the seventies oh, and eighties? They 80s? were. I used to love when Clive would walk out mm. with his lump of mess and one just go smack, boom, boom. It's all over the park. Yes. And you're sitting there going, oh, my God, this man's a machine. No, it was, it was, they, they were amazing to watch back in the day and it's good to see them um, starting yeah. to come back. But they've got to play next South Africa. and they, So they actually both need a win, though, both um, South Africa and the West Indies. So that match will be interesting. But we're playing India tonight. Uh, so oh, that's yes, going to be interesting. So, yeah. So that that's all good. So that's all interesting. Quick, well, cricket, that's going to be going on for several weeks yet. So sorry about that, Helen. We're going to be banging on cricket for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, get bang on. Bang on cricket, people. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and we also have to talk about uh, where we're at in the terms of AFL round this okay. week. Just before we go, I think there is only one thing. Yes. Oh, okay, hang on. I, haven't, have I haven't got it here. Lady. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I have to find it quickly. Give me a minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> have we forgotten the words? Well, let's, yeah, Jack, I, I, why don't you start off, start off with Friday night? Why don't you start off with Friday night? Well, Kat. Oh, no, no, first Sing it loud and proud, people. Is it that the three boys in the studio are all Carlton supporters? Yeah, blue boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all I can say, the Patrick Cripps show. It is oh, the Patrick it was. 38 disposal. Thank you for him and Kerno. I tell you what, absolutely magnificent yesterday. Absolutely. When and, those, and isn't that right, my lovely Helen? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And she's loving every bit of it. Uh, as Dennis Committee would say, centimetre perfect. <laughs> well, it, here we go again. So does everyone just need to sack their coach and then they win the following week? Yeah, no, it looks yeah. like it. <laughs> well, so, but isn't it funny like that? Because I remember um, before the EPL last season when um, Jose Mourinho got sacked and then Oli Gunnar Solskjaer came in and they just, as caretaker, and they just won seven on a row. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, once again, you look at North, North Melbourne at the moment. Yeah, three in uh, a row. Once again, mm. a team that's their coach is gone. Mm. You know, they've done three in a row. Um, 
So it's really fascinating how how this is turning out. Frankie, what was the what was what was the analogy you used before about who was grocery shopping? People were oh, shopping for look, milk and bread. And... It was um, the chef's been sacked, so the person who's bought the groceries should jump on and and cook cook a new meal and see what they can do with what they've bought. So you know, someone's actually offered to say Stephen Silvani should be coaching to see what he can do with the boys that he's, mm. he's purchased. It so, is a clever analogy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I like that. And yeah. oh, look, he, I mean, he's a gun gun player, Silvani. Mm. So you know, who knows? Maybe he could be a good good coach. Yeah, yeah. No, the, oh, look, I was pleased for you boys because at least we knew that you were going to Am I allowed to play it again? Yeah, go, oh, just, just go for it. <laughs> we'll just play it all morning. It's fine. Just go for it. Um, I'm, I'm like, oh, you, um, everyone put your hands on your heart. Okay, feel don't it. push it, Petey. Just feel it, baby. Just feel it. We're going to have it next week. Oh, week by oh. week. And so it's obviously the buy around. So we only had a few. We've only had a few games, and obviously the cats absolutely thumped the tigers on Friday night as well by sixty-seven points. So um, yeah, that'll be interesting. And then I look, the Eagles and the Pies should post the wins um, this afternoon and tomorrow. And as we said, you know, North beat uh, the Suns uh, by twenty-seven as well. So and Adelaide uh, beat GWS in Adelaide, which you would expect, um, but you would have thought that maybe GWS would have um, put up a bit more of a fight. But um, yeah. That, that, that's AFL. We, bombers aren't playing till next week, so I can't bang on about them this week. Well, this this goes. I mean, you go. You've also had in the the round ball game, the round yeah. ball game, the Euro twenty twenty qualifications. Mr. Frank Caccioni. Oh, yes, the Euro qualifiers. And England lost to the Dutch on Thursday night. But this morning, the uh, the Italians and the Greeks had a bit of a hit out and had a few little bets Yes, what was the that. bet going So the, the bets with the Greeks won, we buy them, my, my friends, the pizzas. And right. if the Italians won, they buy a souvla. So I've got a few souvlakis coming my way. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Italians won 3-0 this morning. So, <sighs> great. And... Yeah, and... Souvla at 7 o'clock in yeah, the morning. Yeah, exactly. Breakfast souvlaki. <laughs> Miss Helen Miser. Yes. Yes. Good morning. Yes, I get it. Has the voice so far, honey? Oh, yeah. it's, it's good. It's good. I need another coffee, but yeah. that's okay. Okay. So we so had we had Amber Day yesterday, and um, Amber Day mm. will be going. Uh, that's for Project Karma. Yes. We'll be going for another couple of weeks. Oh no! Right up until the thirtieth of June. Yes. We can. Uh, we're raising money through my cause, um, and please dig deep. Mm. Um, you know this. This is an amazing cause uh, and Glenn Hulley's doing a great job. So, you know, for um, child trafficking yes, and sex exploitation yeah. throughout Australia and Southeast Asia. Mm. So, And we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We did. Live from... Amazing story, mm, mm, yes, mm, mm, mm. last week. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm so proud of the work that he does. And um, really, uh, we, we've got billboards everywhere, so... Check out and go online, uh, Amber Day, for Project Karma. Thanks, Helen. Um, thank mm. you. Good on you, darling. All right, well, we'll be back very soon with Miss Catherine. At quarter past seven, this is The Breakfast Stable on Plus. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN Plus. At 19 past seven, time for... We've got a new theme song for you, Catherine Zavazio. There's one... Very important thing different between Dolly and myself, and I won't say it on air. taller than her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and your lungs work better. 
Yes, that's right. <laughs> you've been out of it. As, as we've insinuated there by your little theme song, you've got two theme songs. That's a bit uh, greedy, but that's because you're particularly clever in multiple areas. Well, I think I've just had a busy week, that's all. Yeah, have you been out mm. spreading the words of wisdom that you have in business, haven't you, this week? I have, I have. Um, look, the first event I want to talk about mm. is the Australian Asian Business Women's Association that did a collaboration with European women in business, and that's okay. a bit of a mouthful. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, that was fantastic, and Helen actually joined joined me at that event. I was one of the presenters. But mm. you know what really got me, and I think um, you'll agree, Helen, the stories that these amazing Chinese women have. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, coming to Australia and really working so hard to, you know, achieve the success that they're, mm. you know, they're, they're, these women are go-getters. They're, you know, they struggle. They, they, they're achievers. And it was, it was an, incredible hearing their life stories. Look, there was one of the ladies, for example, she she was uh, a young woman in business and she provided all the beautiful floral installations mm -hmm. for the event. And she shared her story on stage about being uh, an only child with the one-child policy in China previously. Mm. That's now changed. Um, and her mother going away for 12 months up into the countryside to fall pregnant um, with her father and stayed there to, to actually... Um, you know, maybe the, the most of the pregnancy and she really hid it from her daughter and she came back just a few weeks before giving birth. Mm. So this little girl, not only did she do without her mother during a really important time of adolescence, mm. but her mother came back and gave birth to a little baby boy. So this this girl has grown up thinking that she wasn't good enough and she was mm. never enough mm. for her family. So she's taken it upon herself to really be successful and um, just a beautiful heart warming story, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm. But that was co quite common with that one-child policy in China, yes, that that's right. the, the boys were very highly revered if they had, because they only had one crack at it, basically, yes. and if you had a boy, that was awesome. If you had a girl, I think a lot of probably, there were a whole generation of women that probably felt like they weren't good enough. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so, I, I think, look, I had a, a Chinese um, woman working for me, a young lady, a couple of years ago, and the same thing, she's moved out from China on her own and come and settled herself in Australia. So, they, they just come out with nobody Mm. And um, so I think, you know, we're all standing up there saying our stories and everyone's got a little bit of, you know, challenge through their mm. business life. But compared to what some of these um, immigrants have done, mm. it's it's just, I think it pales in comparison. Mm, I was totally. really, really touched by listening to those two, two ladies that shared their story. Mm. The other one, her family had a a funeral uh, service and she was so embarrassed and she said that she used to sleep on the kitchen table for many years because the space where they lived in, it was the business and the home and they didn't have anywhere for her to sleep. And she she said that her father went on to be a very successful businessman with franchised um, funeral home services mm. all over China. But up until, um, you know, she was an adult and left home, she was very embarrassed and didn't want to tell people what her family did. Um, and now she's this amazing um, businesswoman and uh, leader in Kay and Burton Real Estate and mm. she shared her story. So I think, you know, from adversity and from challenge come some amazing stories and that's, mm. what, that's what that night was all about, which was wonderful. Beautiful. And you had your story. You shared I had your my story, story too. <laughs> which was 
amazing, fascinating. Yeah, and I think you know, look, we're all pro pro men in business, and um, you know, we love our male champions around us. But sometimes it's lovely just to have an all female environment to share some of the more vulnerable parts of you know what our challenges have been. And for me, you know, there's lots of things that aren't about business; it's about the personal juggle and um, balancing mm. family and children and travel and that sort of, sort of thing. So it allows other people or it encourages other women to share as well. Yes. And, and I think that's what good leadership's all about. It's being inclusive and encouraging others to shine. Yes, and in, in, in just proving that it's not all just a, a free run. A walk in the park. Correct. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's a hard, it's hard, it's a one long hard road, as yes. you would know. Um, and we all do, all having, you know, run our own businesses in this mm. studio. Um, it's not easy at all. And yeah. particularly with a lot of women, especially women that are on their own as well, trying yes. to work, build businesses and run families and, and bring up children, uh, it's, it's extremely hard. So being in those yes. environments where you can feel that you're not on your own yeah, and feel supported is amazing. So good on you. And Kathy. even on that note, look, there was another breakfast that was put on by ANZ during the mm. week and I was on the panel for mm. that. That was a smaller, intimate event. Um, but again, you know, people that are in positions of leadership and how they can really champion their teammates and, and really encourage them to come up the ranks um, and support them in ways that they need to be supported, which is not always just about work. Mm. No, absolutely. It's all, yeah, it's a far more holistic approach. Yeah. I think these days we've all, we all realise that work and life um, often do mm. sort of overlap and it's not just about, you know, go, yeah, going from nine to five and then going home. It's it's a constant across yeah, all. it's not always like the Dolly Parton song. No, it is. <laughs> and, uh, I certainly don't work nine to five, that's no, for sure. We know. Oh, we, get, we get emails from you at 2am, Helen Rose. Well, and not we when know. you're running your own business, no. you're not working nine no, to five. It, it doesn't stop. Well, no. I've got an, a Chinese app on my phone called WeChat, which is used yes. by, you know, people that are involved with business in China. Yes. And it goes all day, all night. It goes on the weekend. Um, and sometimes you have to just say, okay, time out. <laughs> it's family time or it's home time or it's, switch you know, off, you need off. to switch off and have some time for yourself. Yeah. Give, it, give us your best Chinese. Ooh. Um, good morning. It's I thought you were going to turn around. That sounded like San Choy Bao. Yeah, I was going to say, like, going to turn around and say, which I actually ate last night. It was really nice. <laughs> speaking of well, about speaking, my Chinese, yeah. all I can say is "wada jungwan buhao." Do you know what that means? Absolutely oh, no. no idea. My, chi- my Chinese is not good, and that's a great <laughs> icebreaker. They love it. <laughs> well, speaking of San Choy Bao, it's now uh, time to yes, head across to. Mr. Hilke over there. Well, 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 well. There's many holes in the ground, as we say. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm pulling them out this morning. Jeez. Oh, I know. Oh. It's like a uh, bit of porridge, isn't <laughs> it, really? <laughs> Poor old Jack. Well, how do you say I love fish in Chinese, do you know? I do not know. Oh, I mean, I don't. No, <laughs> no, I don't either. Oh, okay. You can say it in Polish. <laughs> All right. Polly, how do you say it in Polish? Ja lubię ryba. Exactly. Exactly. And that is how we're going to start this segment off today. In I Polish? Lo- yeah, in Polish. In Polish. <laughs> we're multicultural in here. Yeah, we are. But I tell you what, I finished the, um, the Good Food and Wine show finished mm. up last week. And yes. it was, look, it was absolutely fantastic. We went through that whole weekend. We ended up going through just under 100 dozen oysters. Whoosh. Right, which is pretty full on. We went through um, 60, around about 60 kilos of sashimi, and that was um, salmon, kingfish, and sashimi barramundi. It was pretty full on. Doing the collaboration with the convention centre was absolutely amazing. 
Um, so there's going to be many, many more opportunities for that to come on, mm. um, which is fantastic. But I just want to touch on there's one guy who was on stage that is the actual amazing showman. That's Miguel Mastri. Mm. From He's the on living the living room. room. Mm. Yeah. The, the chair jumping chef. Yeah. Couch <laughs> jumping chef. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually uh, a real showman. Oh, a real lovely. showman. Yeah. Out of everyone that was on stage and mm. everybody else, I tell you, Miguel was just, he just blew them away. Yeah, his energy is infectious. He's oh, lovely. Abso- absolutely amazing. But, um, Jack, I've been cooking up some very interesting things. As okay. you know, I'm doing a lot of rep- recipe development for Humpty Doo Barramundi, right. which is really, really cool. Um, one of those is underutilised bits of fish. So the actual wings of a fish. Which fish, are the fins? Fish Ordinar- wings. Ordinarily you'd put those into a stock, wouldn't you? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, hello. Hello, here we go. I've just been told. (laughs) Yeah. Fish wings. Yeah, so fish wings. So basically you've got a a side, uh, like a big fillet. Yes. The side of a fish, right? And then when you actually break that down into the portions that you want, then Mm. you've got the wing parts where the actual fins are. Okay, right. And so you cut that on an angle and Mm. you've got this beautiful wing. So what I'm actually currently doing for Humpty Doo at the moment is putting together my second recipe for them, and it's just with roasted veggies done one pan in the oven. I love around that. about I think it worked out around about fifty five minutes yep. at one eighty. The vegetables cut small, put to the side. You put the barramundi wing in, make sure it's seasoned. Roasted in the oven at 180 and uh, it's done. And wow. can you get some, so is there much meat in that, that oh, portion yeah. where underneath the wing is? Well, okay, Eddie. Yeah. And here's one for you if you like a good T bone steak, for example, mm. and you got that, you know, the meat around the bone that is yeah, really yeah, yeah. succulent yes. and sweet. Exactly the same, same with thing. the fish, except the, the bones are, are quite translucent. So <clears> is the rule the same, Peter, that the closer the meat is to the bone, the, the nicer it is? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, okay. Like we, when we actually had it the other night, the sweetness of that meat. <gasps> Thank you very much. This is like a fine <laughs> champagne. <laughs> so, so remind me, this was on a barramundi, this fish This, yeah, fish this is barramundi. But you can do the same with snapper. You can do the same mm. with any fish. Mm. And it's about going down to your fishmonger. Get things like, you know what, if you actually go down and ask for the wings, absolutely amazing. Wow. <sighs> but I just want to finish off what I've actually got coming up. I've got to actually, I've got a pearl coming up this mm-hmm. Friday night. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've actually been yes. to um, the Palladium at Crown. <laughs> wow. Mm. I know. Got the annual Dandelion Wishes Gala Ball coming up for the uh, Manish Children's Hospital. Oh, okay. Cool. Which Lovely. is actually fantastic. Mm. Um, so, what I love about it is just going to support a charity like this. Yes. Uh, which for me is actually really, really nice to go out and do something different other than cook. Yes, and attend. Uh, and it's a, such a great cause too. They do amazing work. Monish well, it is a great cause. I mean, the, the great thing is they've got some great sporting mem- 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 memorabilia. memorabilia. <laughs> it's Sunday morning, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, for example, you a Liverpool-signed Guernsey. Uh, which is fantastic. LeBron James signed Guernsey. Um, Geelong 2019 signed print. Um, Aroma Baby Hamper. Aroma Baby <laughs> Hamper, yes. Uh, you got 10 dozen Appalachian oysters. Oh, oh did I say oh, that? Done oh with caviar. Oh, it's oh, oh, a silent auction. Oh, did I say that? Oh. Oh, yeah, wouldn't mind winning that. Well, that sounds awesome, Petey. And, um, yeah, again, you know, whenever we can all get out there and support these amazing causes around the city, we'll do that. So um, thanks, darling. Thank you, Petey. Thank you, Catherine. Awesome, awesome guys. We'll be back shortly. 7.30, news time. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+.
at 23 to 8. That gets you going in the morning. Get a rubbing. Oh, Frank. the red carpet. I know. You, you get to say pumped up in the morning on a Sunday morning when we really hear that theme song. Yeah, no, good morning, guys, and welcome everyone here today. It's a, it's a great show as usual. Yeah, like, you know, we've, got, just, we've got a few people in the, um, in the studio I know. I'll now. wait till the selfie I'm taking today. Give <laughs> yourself. Alan, eat your heart out, mate. Don't worry. All right, so we're going to do a quick one yes. with uh, what I've got going. So Oz Comic Con was on, is on today and was on yesterday. The nerds of all nerds come out. And I, I become the nerd as well, but I don't dress up. I did come with my kids there yesterday. Did the kids dress up? Yes, one went as Catwoman mm-hmm. and the other one was as uh, Harry Potter, one of the Harry Potter actors. And yes. it was amazing. And, like, I'm a big Star Wars freak. And Same. I saw Darth Vader. I mean, we know it wasn't the real Darth Vader, but I still got nervous, started crying and chasing for the <laughs> selfie. And, like, I love it, yeah. So the, the, the 501st... Um, Star Wars division. These guys go around and raise money for charity for kids. And yes. so, Good on them. Yeah, so there's all these Star Wars um, guys all dressed up and they basically, you donate a gold coin and yeah. you get a selfie with them or a photo. That's awesome. So they do that around the world. So, okay, so Comic Con cool. was on um, actors from Arrow, from... Um, uh, Love Arrow. Yep, Buffy, Vampire Slayer, mm. old actors were on. Um, yep, Suits as well. Uh, Helen's there just dictating my, my, my show. That's all right, you can take over. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so, and also there was a, um, a wrestler named Carmella who was here for Comic-Con, a famous uh, female wrestler from WWE. Yes. About 7 million followers. Um, there was a line that was going around the whole um, Comic-Con stage just for her, and um, and she's a massive with her with her um, her promo, her marketing is fantastic and she's they've got they're promoting wwe in that's coming out um this year so she's still, got, she's still wrestling too isn't she yeah she's still wrestling mm-hmm. yeah but, but a lot of a lot of side shows and stuff yes. like that so basically um uh, rowan um who's organized her i'm actually going to be probably seeing her tonight and having a meeting with her so mm. basically we have a chat with her and interview her as mm. well so um also you two are touring yes um, and oh they're, they're actually doing they're going back to the 80s they're, they're touring the joshua tree <gasps> oh nice that's what they're doing and and they've yeah, already sold in a few cities so tickets are already on sale and yep. they've sold out so i can't wait to see that show um and also um with um uh, the comic con there was a um with Carmella and the WWE, they they've been doing some um, side shows and they're doing a live when they're in Melbourne. They're actually doing a live show in Melbourne and they're streaming that to millions of people around the world. So oh, that's wow. yeah, and that's they did that last year and it was big, so they're doing that again. So yeah. that's gonna be pretty cool. Now we've got some really cool guests here. Um, we've got two performers here with us this morning, and I'm gonna say these names really cool because I reckon they're directors' names to me. <laughs> Toby Bloom and Zelman Creasy Gladwin from Rudy and Cuthbert. Um, Rudy and Cuthbert is on the hey. South Bank Theatre, the Lawler um, at the Lawler for ten days from June the twelfth, and. They've got after their sold out shows in Sydney. So, boys, welcome. And I'm going to actually leave you guys over to this legend, Helen Reiser, who's going to do all the interviews for you guys. Oh, no. I'm done, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Frankie. Oh, good morning, Toby and Selman. Wow. I've heard so much about this through your, your publicist, Bronnie. So, tell us what this show's about and what our audience can expect to see and hear. Well, Rudy and Cuthbert is about two idiots called Rudy and Cuthbert. Um, so I love it already. Sounds, like, sounds yeah. like the five idiots in this studio. <laughs> like Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, so Rudy and Cuthbert enter the Lawler studio and realise that what they thought was their bump in is actually 
a performance night. So they see an audience in front of them, realise that they haven't set up the show as they're supposed to. So they spend the next 63 minutes trying to put something together for the <laughs> oh, audience. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, now, it's, apparently it's a physical comedy, which could be quite exhausting. And um, so we'd love to hear about your time. Apparently you obviously studied at NIDA and um, and how you both discovered your natural talent for this kind of comedy. Yeah, it was, so. it, it was, it was quite natural because uh, Toby and I were in... A, um, a clowning class in first year and we both just just took to the work um, and I loved I loved our, our time up there and I, I loved watching Toby so I kind of just thought what the natural progression would be is to to team up and and do student fests um, in-house and um, yeah. we just yeah found found this gold amazing so who are your like who you are obviously are influenced by a lot of the duo, you know, comedians. Um, who who do you love and admire and um, watch? You know, love love to um, go to their comedy shows, etc. Who who are your influences? Uh, I think I'm a big one for a bit of a throwback, but Buster Keaton. If you oh. guys have seen ah, any of the old, yes. mm, the yeah. classic Buster Keaton films, uh, there's like the Stooges. The Stooges yeah, as well, absolutely. yeah, yeah, massive. Um, yeah, for me, uh, it's also a throwback um, for some of the younger les- listeners that probably don't know. But Los Trios Ring Barkus. Oh yes, um, oh, and, fabulous. Yeah, yes, that's um, a definite throwback. As as one half of that group is my father, so oh, wow, yeah. wow. So it's, it's there's a lovely connection there, and um, oh, amazing. So it runs in the family, clearly. Yeah, it runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> And you had sold-out shows in Sydney. How amazing. It was. And how long have you been doing this now? Well, how long has this show been going? This show, we, yeah, we created for last year. Um, so, so it's been, been kind of in the works for, for two years. Um, but we, we've been doing clowning, I guess, since 2016. Oh, okay, so um, a few years now. So a few years. A few years we've been working on these characters. They, wow. They call it classic absurdism. So what is, like, the actual <laughs> definition? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, absurdism is, like, it's sort of not really... It's not a sort of particularly sensical structure. So we sort of go from sections of, like, intense physical comedy and then there'll be, like, a section of speech. And it's just... It's sort of... I don't know how you describe it. It's sort of like mm. almost a like a dreamscape of different moments, yeah, which you, like all together make this whole show. Simply, you can't define absurdity. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, that just sounds like a, an average day to me, to be honest. <laughs> do you, do you, I mean, physical comedy, do you literally have to work out every day in order to be physically fit for physical comedy? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I... Yes. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. make sure we um, put down banana peels and we slip on... <laughs> doorways that we bump into. Yeah. 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 Um, it's quite extensive work. Yeah, pianos <laughs> have to fall from the roof. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bumping into furniture, to... just oh. general, yeah. Just <laughs> craziness, right? And you've got your big horn, that <laughs> <laughs> thing oh, you go yeah. around with, yeah. 
So, um, to round this off, mm. Rudy and Cuthbert is on at the South Bank Theatre, the Lawler, uh, for 10 days starting June 12th after their sold-out shows in Sydney in 2018. We're, we can't wait. Uh, Catherine and I are going to go see your show and um, we will be reviewing it <laughs> the following week. So, thank you for coming in, boys. No, and thank you so much for having us. We look forward to seeing it and so does Melbourne. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We'll be back shortly after the break. It's quarter to eight. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN Plus. At 11 to 8, Captain Jack. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to The Breakfast Stable. Uh, my name's Jack Muller and I'm here with my stable mates. Don't forget, you can actually get in contact with us on our Facebook page, The Breakfast Stable, Instagram, Breakfast Stable, and also on Twitter, Breakfast Stable. We'd love to hear from you if you ever want to get in contact with us. We always love hearing from everyone. Don't we, Helen? We do. <laughs> we have another guest here this morning. Oh, it's busy. It's like, Bert, it's like Flinders Street Station here this morning. <laughs> I love it. We are welcoming Darren Mail to the breakfast table. Darren Mail has earned an impressive portfolio of successful ventures across various industries, mainly in hospitality and events and not-for-profit. Mm. And he's co-owned a number of prominent Melbourne bars and businesses, including Together Events, which I... So I've been working with Darren for about 10 years mm. now. Um, and at the heart of Darren's latest venture, Pink the Restaurant, is a genuine intention to promote self-love and positivity um, and positively contribute to the wider community. Having been in the industry for over a decade, Darren believes that the industry needed a change for the positive. Welcome, Darren Mayle. Thanks very much, guys. Great to be here. <laughs> so tell us about Pink the Restaurant and what motivated you to open this beautiful establishment. Well, thank you. I mean, it's been, you know, it's been tough, I think, for a lot of young people out there with social media and the the necessary, um, I suppose, anxiety that can be created with people connecting to this perception of themselves that they think they need to be versus connecting to who they truly are. So I suppose we've tried to create a space that's full of love and joy where people can come and genuinely connect to who they are and, and feel good in their own skin. Mind you, when you walk in that, uh, in at your establishment, walking up those pink stairs to pink stairway to heaven, um, <laughs> it's just so beautiful. I mean, every everywhere you look is just gorgeous and beautiful lighting, beautiful decor. You've really worked hard at bringing it together. Yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, there's been a great team pulling it together and a lot of thinking uh, in relation to what, what, what's gone into it. I mean, the colour pink is proven to be able to uplift the emotional state. So we've tried to cover it in pink. It's pink vibes only is, is our little <laughs> mantra. And we, we're trying to create a place where people can come eat, share and self-love with us. And there's lots of rose quartz around. And, and I know that was an inspiration for the colour as well. Yeah, and, um, and the food and, and the beverages, I mean, there's hints of pink everywhere, really. <laughs> well, you know, we're certainly making a statement and, and in immersing. It's a pink immersion. So, you know, there is a, a pizza base, which we're using superfoods which uh, to bring out the pink colour in the pizza base. We've got beetroot, reduced aioli, um, you know, everything's pink where we can, but we're certainly not overdoing it. We're just making it a fun and happy place to be. And also the beverages, um, beautiful pink thick shakes and rosé. Yes, well, there are some, you know, 18-plus uh, versions of pink drinks, but we've certainly got a lot Aperol of... Aperol spritz. Aperol spritz. Yeah, there you one. go. Strawberry Lots cheesecake. Of, yes, all that. Strawberry cheesecake. A whole lot, yes. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. And, you know, there's a charity element to what you're doing as well. There's a mural by Just Pop in there. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, well, it's, that's a pretty special mural. Um, I remember we reached out to uh, the guys at Jazz Pop, Justine and Mark, who have just been amazing to work with, and we told them we wanted to create a piece that would tell a story for people that would feel that would feel beautiful jumping into and sharing with the world. It's got a lot of positivity and self-love incorporated into the mural and mural and anybody that that posts that mural and hashtags from pink to you we're going to gen we're genuinely donating real money to lip timber uh, which is a they've got a number of beneficiaries that closely link to our values pardon my ignorance what's lip timber lip timber well are you familiar with movember yes mm. okay so that happens in november it raises awareness for men mm. um around uh, around certain yeah, issues health. they've got a number yes. of beneficiaries sure um where lip timber is around women yep. and they focus on the, the september month where they related to six or seven beneficiaries around women's mental health and various mm. various things that, that link directly so to women. So we're talking about, like with Movember, we grow a moustache, yes. but the ladies... They use lipstick. Lip, lippy, yeah. <laughs> we just look yeah. yeah. pink yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Feeling it's a beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I really loved, even going into the bathrooms, on the mirror, it says, don't worry, you're beautiful. Oh. Yeah, it's well, just, it's just full of really positive affirmations. Yeah. It's, it was just simply stunning. Yes. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's it's beautiful space. It yeah. is. And you've got future plans for expansion as well. Yeah, um the site looks out over Swanson Street and we've got we've got room for a 50 seat outdoor terrace which will I think we might call it the love nest because it sits up in the treetops. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. I love it. I love it. We can't wait. Um so the social media, I mean, it's it's um it's quite a phenomena. Um at Pink the restaurant mm -hmm. and it's pink at hashtag pink vibes only. It's been overwhelming that the response that's sort of gone out there. I suppose that the intention was to create a space that was that was highly shareable for the purposes of using it to promote self love and for a positive intention. And uh, it's been overwhelming the response so far. Now, Darren, I, I personally have known you for a long time, and we and, have, Frank. And, we and, have. And, and I thank you for those drink cards you gave me all those years. <laughs> that was my, years liver, ago. my liver doesn't thank you at all, but I do. Um, now I'm the like most... scotch. <laughs> yes, the scotch. <laughs> I I um I do love my social media. And the last four days, overwhelming. I've never seen anything like that. I actually personally think that that pink restaurant is going to be the most Instagrammable restaurant mm. in the world, not just yeah. in Australia. I actually think that, and I love social media. So I, I don't know how you did it and how you got all these bloggers there and how you just reached out to everyone, but I think your message is a reason why it is helping as well. It's not just a self. Yeah, huge effort. A, you know, it's a, it's, it's, effort. this is selfless what you're doing. So, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks. And, you know, it is interesting to use social media to promote self-love because I understand how that can, can come across. But the ultimate, ultimately, it is there and there's been a great team that have put together to, to create Pink the Restaurant uh, from, and, you know, Helen has been working with us and done a great job. So it's it really, yeah, it really has been overwhelming, the response that we've got, and we're just happy that we can be pushing that message out there. Well, and this is, in particular, I've got two, you know, daughters. I've got an 18-year-old daughter as well. I'm sure she's going to be busting to get in there very soon to do all of her Insta-worthy shots with all of her friends. But, again, putting that positive um, aspect or spin on things where people just get far too absorbed in worrying about what everybody else is doing and worrying about the plight of themselves and comparing themselves to others and when really it should be looking at what have I got to be grateful for, what are the positive things going on in my life and if you can be in positive spaces that get you to reflect on those things, I think that's really important because people really do lose sight of what's important mm. um, and to have a, a space where people can be encouraged to you know, think about what you should be grateful for I think is important. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean... Life can be tough for people, you know, for, for everybody. That Everyone goes through 
hard times and, and you know, just flicking the lights on and, and making it positive is, is mm. not that difficult. No. And sometimes we just need to be shaken out of our... Our, our unnecessary states. I mean, mum and daughter squads are a big one for us. So yes. we hope we hope to have you in here. We think mum and daughter should definitely carve out yes. a bit of time and spend together. And yeah. the space is designed for that. It's yes. designed to come in and, and be and enjoy each other's company in a great space and just be emotionally uplifted. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to be heading there very soon with, thank uh, you. with girls. Thank you so much for coming in, Darren. Mm. Um, we're really... I'm coming back. <laughs> I'll be, I think I'm you back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm coming back. <laughs> but it's so beautiful. I love being there. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks, guys. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Helen. And uh, Helen, what else have you got coming up in the next little while? Oh, we're, there's so much coming up. Um, you know, we're, I'm still working on Tommy. We've got another launch coming up and... Amber Day is still going strong until the 30th of June. Um, but Catherine and I, um, we had an amazing time yesterday, thanks to Frank Ciccone, uh, where we went to see uh, Mystify Michael Hutchins. And it was incredible. Thank you, Eddie. That, that oh, song brought back memories. It was that so film. powerful, so beautiful. What a story. And let me tell you, that story needed to be told. Mm. And, you know, by it's it's a story put together by Richard Lowenstein. Mm. And it is in cinemas uh, commencing July the 4th. And it is a journey into the love and soul, um, the heart and soul of Michael, really revealing his true self to anyone except his close friends. This is actually a documentary as yes. opposed to a dramatic yeah. kind of reenactment. So it's actually doco. Yep. Yes, and it is. they've got footage from all over the world, from all the people that were in his life, including Richard himself, who spent a lot of mm. time with Michael. But there wasn't a dry eye in the place at the it end. Was it was very, very powerful. It was wonderful. Wow. And yeah. highly recommend it. It was an insight, for, an intimate insight from friends, family, lovers, uh, colleagues, and Michael himself that's never been seen before. Wow. Um, and the, the fact is, Helena Christensen never talked about. Mm. Uh, and she came out and, and, and gave footage that she personally took and photos. Yeah. I mean, he died at the age of 37, but yeah. what a legacy. Yeah. And um, it, it, it really... Um, and what it actually showed was the last five years of his life, he kept a secret... Uh, from his freak accident in uh, Copenhagen, um, that traumatic brain injury that no one really knew no. how it impacted his the, the last five years of his well, life. Quick question: do, Did they feature the boys, the bands, a yes. lot? Yeah, yes. and, and did they, they told the their boys? stories? Yeah, oh, 100 percent. I've worked, I've worked with the boys a few times through events, and um, and Kirk and all that, and they, they've never heard anything bad about. The band, not just, it's, oh. I know it's about Michael, but just the band in general. They so, were yeah, very I'm supportive Donna's and it got the blessing from his daughter wow. and uh, it was incredible. Amazing. Yes, I, I did have weepy eyes at the end. Oh, that sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much, Helen. It, it sounds like it should be a documentary that we should all sort of get into. I think we could all probably relate to that. And, but, um, you know, we, we've had a great morning. We've had an awesome guests this morning. Thanks, everybody. It's thank you, the boys. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Toby and Selman as well for coming Ooh, in. Go see them in theatre. Yeah, thank you, guys. We'll see you next Sunday morning for The Breakfast Stable. That radio show with uh, Pete and Nicola, up next. Sports.